Welcome back to Sideways, a podcast about motorcycles uh, in Taiwan. I'm Michael Branica, a YouTuber and off-road riding enthusiast. And with me, I have Sasha Finster, who's an off-road riding instructor with uh, Moto Skills Factory. Oh. Yeah, so today we have an exciting topic, uh, and that topic is seat height. Uh, it's one of those things uh, that gets people quite wound up online. Uh, recently, I posted on Facebook a video, um, and I think, I think you commented on that one or you, you liked it or something, and I, I had a guy who got quite worked up uh, about the, si- the, the height of the seat. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he, he rides an S-Max. Um, he does not ride an off-road bike. So... <laughs> not not to disparage not to disparage anyone but it's uh it, it's interesting uh people get people get quite uh worked up about it and i guess i just wanted to start out and ask you um in you know in a simple yes or no um do you think seat height matters yes it does definitely uh, yes. especially for me i'm 171 i'm sending mirrors tall, short, all right? Um, unless I'm riding a chopper, I always have a problem with seat height, always. My, my only uh, secret weapon is my weight, you know? So when I get on the bike, the bike lowers itself because I'm not the skinniest type. But yeah, it always matters. It is, definitely. Yeah, and, and I, would, I would say yes as well. And, you know, I, I'm uh, 5'10", which, which is about 174 um, centimeters. And so honestly, I'm kind of the, the height that they make bikes for. Uh, and, but when I started riding off road, I was dropping my bike all the time. And I was like, I wish I had gotten the low seat. Uh, and, and I became convinced like many people do that a lower seat would help. Um, but I looked at the price of lower seats and I was like, no, I will just ride better. And then I got to the point where I didn't drop it so much anymore. Um, and, and so one of the misconceptions that I see all the time online is people say, um, I am this height, you know, X height, uh, somewhere below six foot. And I want to put both feet flat on the ground uh, to ride off road. And uh, what do you think about that? If somebody asked you that, what, what would you say? Um, one thing, we've been doing quite some ADV introduction events. And uh, many, many of the riders who are interested in ADV riding, they have no off-road background whatsoever. Um, so the first thing that we tell them, one thing that you have to do, it's 110% must. One thing that you must do in order to start riding off-road or actually just, you know, enjoy riding off-road unless you're 180 above is to give up completely, just throw that idea out the door, out the window that you could, should, and must place both feet on the ground, right? As long as you clinch to that, you know, drive, that goal, that, that feeling, um, you cannot improve. That simple. Because there is no way. 
you know, unless you get extreme plastic surgery or whatever, you know, or wear pumps or whatever, you know, as boots. There is no way you can put both feet down on the ground. Um, yes, you can get, for example, in Taiwan, the, the, the newest Honda Africa Twin 1100, which is the Asia version. Um, yeah, you can put, put, uh, place both feet on the ground, um, but you have basically zero ground clearance for an ADV bike, right? So it doesn't make any sense because the, the, the trails, the roads that that bike can ride are not really challenging, right? So, uh, and the, 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 the trails that you would want to place both legs down, that bike cannot handle because of the, you know, lacking ground clearance, right? But right now we're just talking about the right height and not the ground clearance. And so this is one thing that we always tell people, you know, it's like, if you like this, if you want to get into off-road riding, and this goes with small bikes and big bikes as well, the, big, uh, the small bikes are even taller than the big bikes a lot of times, right? Yes, they're, they're, they have sh uh, they're lighter, they have narrower seats, everything, but um, yeah, they're even taller. Uh, yes, you know, if, if you can place both feet on the ground, good for you. Um, but what I also tell them when I was back in Germany at the BMW uh, training facilities, they have instructors that are two, 203 centimeters tall, over two meters. Uh, they have the, 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 the bar risers, everything, and they still, you know, it looks like they're riding a, a groom, a grom, you know, MSX, right? And it's just still, yes, they can place both feet on the ground, but they, they have not the most comfortable, enjoyable ride position, right? So, yeah, it, it's just give, just, just delete that, right? Uh, as soon, the, the sooner you get rid of that request of placing both feet on the ground, the sooner we can get to work. That simple and improve skills and you can have more fun whatever you know and we can find ways how to improve that because if you don't let go of that it's always uh you know you're chasing you know a dream you know that will never come uh come to you right so yeah and and really uh for for proper writing technique um you you should be having your your feet on the pegs as much as possible because those are the control points and so if if you feel like you need to splay your legs out and, and be dabbing all the time anyway um you know you're you're using bad technique um you might break an ankle um and you're not controlling the bike because your butt doesn't really control the bike all that well um and then you know, it doesn't matter how short the bike is, you'll eventually get into a situation uh, where you're riding on rocks or you're riding on a side hill. And it doesn't matter if you're two meters tall, um, your foot won't reach the ground. And at that point, you know, you need to use proper technique, um, which, which we'll get into, uh, you know, in a little bit. Um, but I noticed that the, the Japanese bikes, um, they usually have these dual sports that are not uh the suspensions aren't super capable and they're obviously aimed at people just to scramble around uh you know run up some trails here and there and they have low seats and they do have good ground clearance um, because they were designed that way 
So they'll have regular dirt bike ground clearance, but the seat will be really low. Um, but the thing is, um, for us normal size individuals, we feel like our knees are up underneath our armpits um, because the, it physically, um, if you lower the seat, you either have to lower the whole bike and take it out of ground clearance, or you compress it uh, and you compress the whole co cockpit and you bring your your legs up. And so I, I guess that's how taller people feel on normal bikes all the time. Um, there, There's definitely an advantage to having a short bike when you go to turn around or you're in the rocks. Um, and and uh, for instance, my friend and I, we, we rode the whole length of the Wujay Riverbed. Uh, I think they call it 58. Uh, from Wujay all the way down uh, to to the 16. And tons and tons of rocks. I was riding my Husqvarna. It was very tall. Um, and I dropped my bike quite a few times. And he was riding his brand new CRF 250L. And it was lowered, just like all the ones that were coming in at that time. And uh, he didn't drop his bike one time. And, but when we got to the end, uh, he had, he had a, he had a bash plate on it, uh, a skid plate, uh, but that skid plate had been slamming into rocks the whole time and mine maybe touched once. And when, when, uh, we got to the end, uh, we noticed that there was oil coming from the bottom of his engine and one of the bolts from the skid plate had slammed straight into his engine and made a little hole in it. And so, um, you know, my, my drops here and there uh, from my total lack of skill uh, and, and utter fatigue uh, seemed minor um, when he, his bike was in a Delica van uh, headed out, right? And it was fine. We fixed, he, yeah, he had it fixed and everything, but, but he raised the bike after that. Uh, he, he wasn't, he wasn't messing around with that. And so, um, a lot of these, uh, the first thing that, that, uh, they do when they lower these bikes is they take it out of ground clearance. Um, and that makes the bike less capable. Um, and then uh, so sometimes they also take it out of suspension travel. So it depends on how the bike is lowered. Um, you can actually reduce the travel. And so um, what sort of effect would that have on riding? I know it was like when, when it comes down to suspension, you know, we, we've been doing stuff for earnings and everything, you know, and uh, we, we, I personally, I took the, the training class. I got certified for earnings and everything. And, Suspension is a very, very delicate topic, right? And no matter on-road or, or off-road, you know, and um, it is, I don't know. I mean, off-road itself, when you get into dual sport riding, into adventure riding, everything, there's so many different levels, right? And um, so they're, they're, you cannot really say one is wrong, one is right. Um, what I see, the majority of people are like your friend, in the beginning, you know, they, they just want to have fun, right? Uh, 
they they're not too much into okay what kind of technique am i using whatever you know just like it's just you know the weekend warriors right and nothing nothing wrong with that you know um the only problem i have is then for example what happened to your friend you know luckily he could ride out and everything you know it's also not good if you're leaking oil into into a river whatever that's also not really good right but um yeah it's just you know what i sometimes hear is like, oh the bike sucks right or whatever you know blaming the bike then you know it's like no you know like you the, the bike should have been taller that simple right but because you want to pedal right just just now when you were talking about you know people you know pedaling and, and dapping you know all around that that one video from uh, of, of uh, Brett Tax came into my mind where like I think these nine things where he, he was ranting about it one of the first things was was that you know it was like there are instructors actually teaching this and stuff and I, I completely agree with him, you know, like the, the, the occasional dap, yes, right, it is actually important you know, and can save you and it is necessary, but like just doing this for, you know, for a long distance, you know, that's not really riding, you know, this is, I don't know, it's kind of like a push bike on for a three-year-old or four-year-old, I don't know, right, but um, yeah, it, the thing is, we, we've been just recently, these last few days, we've been talking about this in my, my ADV group as well, and um yeah i mean in taiwan asia people usually are not as tall including myself right so uh, yes you know i mean uh, you want to have that comfort and that you know that just that reassurance that you could you know put a foot down and hold the bike right now on small bikes your chances in a situation like you said you know uh, your friend or you, you're not going through the, the waterbed, uh, sorry, through the riverbed, the water, right? Putting your foot down and it was loose, whatever. Even a 100 kg bike eventually would become very heavy and you cannot hold it, right? Now, I, that's what I tell always my students is now imagine a 200 kg bike, a 250 kg bike. There's no way you can hold that bike. Plus, you will ruin your knees, you'll break your legs, whatever, you know. So you have to be very, very careful, right? But the, the thing is, like, uh, most, for example, GSs in Taiwan, they are Asia models. So they're lowered. Then they put on the lower seat. And sometimes when I have to ride some of my students' bikes, I, I, I'm actually at that point where I don't feel comfortable because I can put both feet down. Plus, when I stand up, there's even air between the bike and me. And this just, that's just wrong to me at that point, you know. This just feels, that's not an adventure bike anymore, right? Um, but that's just me. But this is the thing, you know, it's like, at, at what, where do you have that, uh, where do you put the norm, that standard, right? And obviously a newbie has a different norm than uh, a veteran. And it's simple, right? But um, it is, in retrospect, it's always easier to have that shock and awe <laughs> approach for me because you, you, you just get over it quickly and and you're done with it right and you focus from the very very beginning on uh technique balance right uh, standing positioning looking ahead all these things in order to you know don't have to be afraid when uh, when i you know stop the bike where do i park you know we have this also sometimes you know people they have no problem riding but as soon as they come to a standstill they drop the bike right so it's like, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, you know, off-road. 
it happens on road here as well sometimes but especially off road, you don't just stop wherever you want to because there might be a decline there might be a smaller rut whatever you know even one centimeter makes a huge difference right so you look where you want to stop and if it's okay you stop there you don't stop somewhere else right so you always have a plan you know and the thing is if you if you lower the the bike to let's say uh, a, a, a lower level of technique that plan is not you know it's very short-sighted let's put it this way and so um yeah this is th that's why i mean a lot of people they they know jocelyn snow right they lo know a lot of you know short riders you know and th that's the funny thing you know it's like there's like oh yeah you know like like no sexism implied but like a short woman can ride this like yeah but if she can ride it why don't you you know you can do it as well right and I don't know her, but she seems very nice, you know, and it's like, if she can do it, you know, why can't other people do it as well, right? So, um, yeah, so try it. Yeah, yeah, she's she's definitely on the extreme end of it, along with uh, Megan Griffith, um, oh, yes. who rides a full a, a full size KTM, you know, 300, and, and those are like, you know, 38 inch seat heights, you know, just stratospherically tall. Um, and we'll get into the techniques a little bit that they use. Um, their, their techniques are, are kind of extreme, um, right? Um, most of us don't need to need to use any, anything like they do um, because we're in the normal range. Um, but, uh, but um, you know, coming back to when they lower it, um, you know, if you put a, a link in it um, – and, and, and you lower the whole bike a little bit, uh, you're, you're taking out of ground clearance. We mentioned that. Um, but many times they put in shorter springs, and that takes it out of suspension travel. So a, a adventure bike will have uh, usually around 7 or 8 inches of suspension travel, um, some of them a little more. Um, and a dirt bike will have usually about 12. You know, an enduro bike will have usually about 12. And the reason for that is because it needs to be soft on the top, to absorb uh, the, the, the softer hits, and then it needs to have bottoming resistance. So it's got to go through the stroke. Um, and so what you find with these short bikes a lot of times, um, and, and uh, the, the, the CRF 250L, it's a great bike in many, many ways, um, but when it comes stock with the lower model, um, it has very soft suspension. Um, so, you know, all the models basically have really soft suspensions. And so you're going to blow through that travel really quickly. Um, and if you lower it, you're going to blow through it even faster. And when you bottom out, um, the bike loses traction. It loses control. And uh, a bottomed out suspension is really, really scary. Um, I've done it a few times uh, on, on the street. I had an, an FZ150 uh, with a horrible rear shock. And I was just out of, out of the seat. Um, when a when a when a shock bottoms, it throws you forward, and it's really scary. Uh, and you know, I've been fortunate. My off-road bikes have had an insane amount of travel, and I'm really really light, so I can't remember the last time I bottomed a, a shock out. Um, but uh, or you know, to keep it from bottoming, you would have to make it really really stiff. Um, you could, if you have clickers, you can crank in the clickers. You can crank in the preload and make it super stiff, and then that just makes it rough over all of the little stuff. So it's very important that you have suspension travel. 
Um, did you want to say anything uh, about that? Yeah, I mean, you, you just mentioned it. You know, it's like un, un, usually what they do is when when they uh, shorten the stroke. Usually, to make up for the shorter stroke, they put in harder springs. You know, and and that makes a huge difference. And when you go off road riding, because sometimes for certain events you need uh, harder springs, but a lot of times you don't, right? And so if they don't up the spring rate, it is way too soft, like you said, you know, and especially with the CF250 and the 250 rally and now the 300 and 300 rally, it is so funny because it's so soft. You just pick up the bike from the kickstand and you, you already lose a third of the stroke. So, but the problem is with the, with the, with the Asia models, you already lost a third of the stroke and now you pick it up. You're, you're still not on the bike. You just pick it, you just straighten it up, right? And you lose another, like a third on top of that, right? So, yeah, and I, I have the same experience. I, I, it's just a terrible feeling when, when your suspension bottoms out, right? Let alone it's not good for the suspension, right? Uh, but it's just, it just feels terrible, right? And I just hate that feeling when metal and metal just, you know, I mean, a lot of, pe- a lot of suspensions they have now, the top-out springs and everything, right? But still, it's just, it's not supposed to be, that's like the very last resort. And if that happens once a year, no problem, you know, but if it happens every single ride, even though it's just once, you know, it's still not good, Uh, let alone the geometry, you know. So uh, on on my Africa Twin, uh, you could uh, adjust the seat height by two centimeters. Um, Sometimes in very rough terrain, I lowered it just to get my foot a little bit better on the ground. But then, for example, I could not ride that bike on road within the lower seat positioning because the bars were all of a sudden higher because you sit two centimeters lower and, and the whole geometry changes, your weight distribution changes. So, and I, by, by life, like, I could not re- ro- ride that bike on the road to have fun. I had to, every time, had to put it back into a standard position. That was brilliant. I loved the bike, even though with the softer suspension, I loved it on road was great even for faster faster speed but yes um if you mess with the suspension and like you said you know like you, you have the 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 asian model with a shorter spring but then you crank the the, the preload and what the preload actually does it just just a, a smaller margin of 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 hardening the spring rate you know it's not really hardening just a little bit but what it this what the preload actually does is it raises the bike right if, if you crank it down, right? So it's, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. You, you get the Asia model because it's lower and then you crank it up again because it's, you know, you want to have a little more stroke because if not, you just, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So yeah, this is, um, I mean, there are short people that maybe 150. <laughs> yes, there's no way, you know, because even with technique, it's just, it's just no, not, no fun whatsoever. Okay. But we're going to talk about it in a sec, but there are other ways, you know, like to me, this is the worst thing uh, to, to do on an off-road capable bike, no matter to what extent, to, to mess with the suspension, right? And yeah. like you said, that will, that will affect also uh, ground clearance and, you know, it, you might be able to put your foot down, but you get caught on a rock or on a log frequently. And that's also not fun. Right. So, and you will like, like your friend will eventually damage your bike. Yeah. Yeah. 
And and what I see that's 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 worse um, than taking it out of suspension is when people put 17-inch wheels um, to lower a bike. And I had a, a guy recently ask me about that, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no! That's the last. That's the last thing you do. You don't, can talk don't about do that. that. <laughs> Your because, experience. Yeah, because uh, you know, I started out on a bike that came with 17s, and it was a it, it was a real mission to switch over to a 21, and I eventually did that. And I was like, "Where was this all of my life?" Because the 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 with the 17, the front is so wide and it's so short that it just deflects over everything and you're just back and forth, back and forth all the time. And it just, it doesn't want to roll over anything. And it, like to lower the capability of your bike just to feel more comfortable is definitely not the way to go. Um, if, you, if you're a shorter person um, or maybe if you're even not a shorter person and you just want to feel more comfortable and you lower the seat, fine. You haven't you haven't hurt the capability of the bike at all. That is just a comfort thing. Um, I I fully endorse that lowering the seat if if that's what you want to do, um, but don't take away the, the capability because as as you progress you'll need all of that capability and you'll be putting you'll be trying to raise it up again so that you get that back. And uh, so so what are what are some of the techniques um, that we can use? to to mitigate uh, seat height as an issue? Uh, uh, first of all, balance, right? Um, like, like I said, the first thing that you have to just completely abandon is just, you know, two feet on the ground, right? That just means you, most, uh, what you can do is just put place one whole foot on the ground. You know, some people are even that short, they cannot even put one whole foot flat on the ground. They can just maybe the balls of the feet, whatever, you know, that's the max of the extension to it, right? Whatever they can do. But balance, right? And I mean, to be honest, that's part of the fun off-road riding. I, I, I haven't met anyone who 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 rides off-road riding because they, you know, they enjoy the stability of the bike. You know, it's part of the, the, the game that the bike bounces around and deflects of rocks and stuff like that. It's part of the game, right? So balance is one key. So, uh, I mean, you've seen these, these, these uh, exercises, you know, when, you know, a lot of times with BMW, you know, where you, you, you uh, um, pick up the bike, right, from the kickstand, you uh, put the kickstand in, and then you walk around the bike. Right. And then one handed, you know, and stuff. And and that's the thing, you know, it's like that's what we also explain to people during our ADV introductional uh, events. You know, it's, it's just um, a lot of people on no matter on on road bikes, the same. They try to, you know, hold up the bike, you know, at, at, uh, at a traffic light, you know, and sometimes it's even funny. You can actually, if, you know, in Taiwan, some traffic lights, they're like two minutes long. Right. And, uh, you know, like that one leg starts to, sh starts to quiver then, you know, and um, like any bike from uh, a 125 up to the a GSA, right? Um, they don't weigh anything if they stand up, like if they stand up upright, that simple. If they stand 90 degrees, you can hold it with your pinky, that simple, right? So one of the techniques that you should be focusing at is to always and quickly find 
the balance point where the bike stands up on its own. Uh, so this is a lot what we're also trying to, to teach people um, and as fast as possible, you know, so um, balance. It is really about, you know, being in harmony with your bike and trying to find the balance uh, most of the time. I mean, th that's how you can have a safe ride and enjoyable ride, no matter if you stand or if you ride. If, if your bike is in, uh, if you are in, uh, in harmony with your bike, if you find that balance, then you know, it's, it's okay, right? It's, it's easy to ride, you're having fun, you know, uh, you're, in, you're in control even if the front or the, the rear breaks out, right? So the balance, that, that, that part is really key, right? So um, uh, at that point, it doesn't matter how tall your bike is, it doesn't matter how heavy your bike is, right? So uh, that would mean uh, to a certain extent uh, that your butt half or completely has to move to the side either the left side or the right side right um at a traffic light or when you come to a complete stop right so th that's the thing really um get over it right and really move your butt to one side get your whole foot on the ground and you're just assisting your bike to stand. Your bike can stand on its own. That's it, that's it, right? So that's a, the main technique that you need, basically, right? Let your bike stand up on its own and you're just assisting it once there is a side breeze or whatever, you know, um, that's it, right? But don't, you know, you know, just push the bike or try to you know, hold up the bike with, your, with one leg because that's, that's going to be, you can cancel your World Gym membership card then, right? So, uh, and it, if you drop your bike, when you drop the bike, because you will drop your bike then, you know, it's, it's not going to be fun. Right? So, that, that's the main technique, right? Just um, let, learn uh, to know how to let your bike stand up on its own. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard an instructor say that uh, everything with a motorcycle comes down to... Uh, traction and balance uh, and either either you you lost your traction or you lost your balance or both right and and one of the ways to, to keep that is like you said like get your bike get your butt off the bike like so many times I see people they sit their butt in the middle of their seat and then they put both legs out and they don't seem to know which way their bike is going to go whether it's going to go left or right um, but there's so many situations when you're off-road where uh, it, it, going left is not an option. Um, there's just space underneath your, your foot. And, and, you know, if you're on a side hill or maybe there's a, there's a hole or something. And then, uh, you know, planning that, uh, balancing the bike and planning it and knowing, okay, I'm going to put my foot on the right side because the left is a cliff. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. And then a lot of work when people, um, try to lean their bike downhill. Um, we've had that happen a couple of times. Uh, and, and then, uh, you know, getting used to having it a habit that your butt is off of the seat. Um, because I don't know how many times, uh, you know, every ride almost I, I, I'll put my foot down. And I think, oh, it's not very far to the ground. And then I realize, oh, the ground is soft. My foot moved. Uh, the rock rolled. You know, I, my foot went a hole. And it's a lot farther than I thought. And then, 
you know, if my butt is off the, the seat, my butt just goes down. And then my leg is right across the seat and I can still control the bike. I can, the bike is upright. I've, I haven't changed the balance of the bike at all. Um, my butt has gone down. My weight has, has, has moved off of the bike, but everything's good. Um, and then I can just continue on. And if you make that a habit, you know, if you ride off road a lot, it will just become a habit. And, uh, you know, like you say, like sometimes being on the pegs, is the way to balance it because you have more control you can push left push right um and the slower you can go um standing on the pegs the more the better your balance is going to be the more control you're going to have and then when you do need to step off when you do need to dab um you can get your weight right right off um and you can plant your foot where you want to instead of being stuck uh on your butt uh but, you know, I wouldn't say that that's what you should do in all situations at all. Um, there's plenty of situations where I sit with my butt on the seat to weight the rear tire. Um, and I'm using my legs strategically to try and balance the bike and do things. Um, and it, there are different techniques. It's not like there's just one uh, technique to use. Uh, but, yeah, and then, and then these, you know, these techniques, they, for really short people, who ride full-size bikes like Jocelyn Snow and and uh, Megan Griffith? Uh, you see them take this to a, an, an absolute extreme, where their leg is way up on the bike, um, and and you know Megan does these. Uh, uh, she practices uh, standing on the bike and then loading the, the the front suspension up and then popping over things uh, and and you know, standing up on the pegs with the bike sitting still. Um, and I'm, I'm not really at that level. I can do it a little bit, um, but I'm not at all at that level. But it's kind of something to work toward, I think. No, but, but again, you know, at that point, for example, like, like you mentioned, Megan Griffith, uh, for example, having the, the front wheel already halfway on to a lock, right, and she gets on the bike and stuff. This is actually an advantage being short, right? Because the taller you are, the more mass you have to move. The, the, the leverage is higher, right? So there is no, you know, like being tall has its advantages and disadvantages, so it's when you're short, right? Um, no, but, but yeah, it, it is sometimes when we have trainings or we have some, some rideouts, you know, like with some of my students, you know, I just, you know, I joke around as like kind of, I stare at their butts and they're like, what are you looking at, you know? And it's like, well, I'm just, check I'm just trying to locate your Velcro. You know, because it just really seems lots of riders, they, their, their butts, their, their, their pants, their Velcro to the seat. You know, it's, it's just impossible for them to move around. There's a reason why, especially for dirt bikes, why, why the seat is so long, right, and, and narrow, right? Like you said, you know, it, it depends on the situation, right, uh, the, the terrain and everything. So many factors. That's why you have such a huge, uh, sorry, huge, but long uh, seat because you can move so much right and but yeah balance that's what it comes down to and you have to be able to to move quickly like what I see a lot of times is a lot of times not all the time but uh, a lot of times we ride standing right and when when it comes to that point where you have to dab we have to put your foot down we have to stand uh, I see many people they do this two-step thing they, they, they 
come to a standstill or almost to a standstill or they suddenly have to put their foot down, whatever. It's this two-step thing. From a standing position, first butt down on the seat and then foot down, right? And then, for example, when they realize, oh, crap, the, the, the ground is further away than expected, then the Velcro kicks in, right? And then usually the bike tips over, right? Uh, but if you go from a standing position on the bike to standing position off the bike with one leg, you know, like you're not really affecting the balance so much, right? Because you can still have the, the bike up 90 degrees and move your weight to the side, right? While still weighting, weighing the outer, outer peg to keep that balance, right? And using some other techniques and you can put, place your foot down. And if the ground is further away, then it's just further away, right? And your butt is off the bike anyways, you know, so the seat thing and the Velcro thing is not affecting you at all, right? But obviously from standing, especially certain ADV bikes are pretty tall, uh, on the bike from getting, going from standing on the bike to standing next to the bike, well, it takes some practice, right? And you have to know what you're doing, but this is the thing, you know, if you do this two-step thing, usually what I've seen, unless the bike is light and low, you will find yourself in trouble at one point, right? You will, 100%, right? And usually the bike tips over, right? And then just, if it's a light bike, then, you know, it's okay. If it's a big, heavy bike, then hopefully your leg is not underneath the bike. That's important, right? Because then you're going to have really fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you mentioned advantages that, that uh, shorter people have. And uh, one of them is good habits like it, when you're short and and you do any sort of off-road stuff and you're riding taller bikes you have to think about all of these things and and so um before you even get to technical stuff you already have these good habits in place whereas when we are when we're a little bit taller um it's easier to be lazy because you don't you, I mean, you never thought of it before. You're, you're riding on the road, you get into a parking lot, you're turning around, and you can just dab your feet. It's so easy. And, and we don't even think about these things that shorter people have to deal with all the time. And, you know, I, I didn't think of it until I got a supermoto that was, you know, 37 inches tall, and I could only touch the, my, like the, the, the tips of my feet down uh, at red lights. And that's when I started doing, you know, the dirt bike, uh, you know, stance where you slide your butt off the, off the bike. Um, and then that kind of led me into off-road and, and so, uh, yeah, it's just, it, you know, it just comes down to technique and practice. And then another thing I noticed is, uh, just experience, um, when, when you're riding and, uh, you're riding in technical stuff uh, and you don't know what the bike is going to do, uh, then your feet will be in the wrong location. Your weight's going to be in the wrong place um, because you haven't predicted what the bike will do. And as you get more experience, uh, you'll, you'll know, like you, you have this sense like, oh, there's a rock and it's going to kick, it's going to kick the rear, you know, uh, or there's a, there's a rut here and I'm going to get off balance. Uh, I can feel this coming and it, it's you learn it without even realizing that you're learning it uh, because it's just you just ride and so you know get out there and and ride just just get out there and ride and and 
uh, don't lower your bike unless you absolutely have to. And it'll come to you. It will. It will, definitely. I mean, it's, it's again, you know, we, we spoke about that before, you know, like I hate dropping my bike. I hate crashing, but I know I will. That's simple. Yeah. I do my very best not to, but I know I will. And I know that I'm always wearing my gear. So the chance of me getting hurt, my bike has crash bars, everything. Why not crash? But, but um, uh, big skip plate because I'm riding a 790. And if you are, I don't think it needs really crash bars, but like my bike is protected. I am protected. I should be fine. I'm not going crazy, so I should be fine. Now, the thing is that that's my last point now is, is um, if you lower your bike, if you get a, an Asia model, whatever, right? Um, what happens once you want to go back to normal uh, height or what happens when you switch bikes? Right, because every bike will be a bit different in uh, uh, seat height. Now the thing is, like you might have to spend another extra money, whatever, to get it to that, you know, height that you feel comfortable with, whatever. Um, but the thing is, like you will always be relying on the hardware. Now, if you get over it, if you find a technique to to um, you know. Feel, feel comfortable even though it is too high for you um, that is good for life no matter what bike you switch right that that tuning accessory is universally used right you can use that on any bike that you will buy from now on right so uh, if, if you don't learn that you always have to be considering the hardware you always have to like, okay I want this bike but does it come in a short shorter suspension stroke version right and stuff like that but once you get over it you know you have the technique you have the experience you have the skill sets then you're free you know that skill is not limited to any kind of bike type model brand whatsoever right and you'll be fine you know you'll you you'll free yeah and and like you said uh the your bike should have crash bars on it and stuff and uh, we'll probably do an episode in the future about the the things that you outfit your bike with, and and if you're riding an off-road bike, it should be able to take a tip over, and if if you're riding uh, if you're riding so fast that you're likely to get hurt um, if you come off, um, that's a whole other thing uh, because you're this isn't this doesn't have to do with seat height. Um, you're you're hopefully on the pegs if you're going that fast. Um, and, and I'm very, very careful, um, when I'm doing higher speeds, you know, anything above, anything above uh, 10 or 15 kilometers an hour, really, if I'm in, if I'm in third gear and up, I'm really, really careful because, uh, get offs at, in, in third, fourth, fifth gear are very serious. And that's where you end up in the hospital. Whereas seat height issues, um, a tip over now and again, rarely does anyone ever end up in the hospital because of those uh and if the bike is protected the bike's also fine right exactly no uh it, it's it's uh, seat height i mean a lot of people only see the the negative sides to it right but there are lots of positive sides and they definitely clearly outweigh the negative sides right and um to me i mean to be a little more direct you know to me it just shows your commitment that simple right because people who really want to to enjoy off-road riding 
um, and I'm not saying that people who 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 don't want to to uh, or who who want to have lower bikes, I'm not saying that they don't enjoy off-road riding. But I'm what I'm talking about is like hundred percent. You who have a different mindset, you know, um, yeah. I mean, you 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 have that to ride and not to stop, right? And yes, uh, it just takes one 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 red light to drop the bike and and hurt yourself and stuff i get that right but the thing is like to me a lot of times and some people might get angry at me for that but it just sounds like an excuse right and again there are really short people you know and fine okay but usually there is a way you know and uh where there is a will there's a way that's simple. You know, this is not for this is not our job. We're not professional racers, whatever. No one's forcing us to do that. So uh, this is it's just for me personally, personally, in, in my my profession, you know, it just shows the mindset of, of a person when they say, you know what, um, it is too high for me. But um, yeah, I want to I, I want to get over that that obstacle. Right. And um, we want to learn how to do that, you know, and that shows something, right? And I respect that, right? I also respect people who, um, I also have a student, he's, he's a little bit shorter than me, almost the same height. He rides a WL450 and he has the same setup as you, as you had before, with two 17-inch tires because he said, I just don't feel comfortable, right? I spoke to him a couple of times and he's like, nah, that's just how it is. He enjoys it, you know, even though the 17-inch are a little more nervous on roads and everything, right? But hey, he's having a good time. Who am I to say something, right? And he's not doing hardcore stuff, stuff. So I think he just, you know, just metal riding and stuff. And then, hey, that's fine. That's cool. You know, you're having fun. I have no problems with that. You know, it's just the thing is some people, they just like to blame the hardware. So if you do that, then sorry, you have to give the hardware a fighting chance. That's simple, right? And if you ride a lowered bike, obviously, you know, the hardware cannot perform as it's supposed to be. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. So we just, just want to leave you with that. Um, you know, get out there, get out there, ride, uh, practice, get training, uh, and tune in next time for sideways, the podcast about motorcycles in Taiwan.